Hello and welcome to Unmedicated and Educated with Keto Rose. I'm Keto Rose and here we deep dive, dissect, and sometimes diagnose because it seems everyone, including myself, I am not excluded, has lost their damn minds. And speaking of losing their damn minds, I know Diddy is shitting bricks right now. We're going to talk about Diddy because everybody else is. And by now, y'all already heard the shit. You already heard the tea. But I don't only want to talk about Diddy. I want to talk about men like Diddy and the power dynamic. What does Jay-Z, Russell Simmons, R. Kelly, and P. Diddy have in common? They all like younger women, but it's not just younger women, right? It's not just you're 40 years old and you kind of, you know, you see a 35-year-old with a fat ass and you might want to holler, you know, even though, you know, you're five years her senior, uh, uh, risque. It's not like that, right? It's like 19, 20-year differences, right? So Jay-Z was 31 when he met, allegedly, because we don't want to get sued. Let me tell you right now, I ain't got shit for you. I don't have it. So you can go, you can come at me with whoever you need to, and they're going to get the same answers. I ain't got it. Uh, Jay-Z was allegedly 31. Beyonce was 19, right? P. Diddy, 37. Cassie, 19. R. Kelly, 27. Aaliyah, 15. We don't even know how that that's we don't even know how that even happened right uh russell simmons 35 kamora 17 years old right um i think we need to talk about this because i've talked to many many men who have said that they like younger women because they're easier they're 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 easier to to mold they, they don't they don't give much pushback they're they're feminine they're soft meaning they're not assertive meaning they're not hard up uh, meaning that they don't necessarily have boundaries and they can't necessarily say that they don't like something. They don't want to do something. They don't feel comfortable doing something because they haven't they haven't really learned. They haven't had much time on this earth to learn what they like, what they're comfortable with. Uh, we're going to we're going to touch on Diddy, but we're not going to go too, too far into it, because by now you've already seen the lawsuit. Cassie at now at 37 years old, married with children, has now found the strength to say, did Diddy, the man that I was with when I met him at 19, has sexually assaulted me, slept with prostitutes, has trafficked me. Right. And it's and it's I mean, the lawsuit's like 35 pages. Then after she files this bombshell of a lawsuit, all of his lawyers come to her. Allegedly, all of Diddy's lawyers come and say, no, we need to settle. Twenty four hours. It took him to settle thirty million dollars. I don't know about you. Because <laughs> I'm not here to say what happened, what didn't happen, what you believe. If you believe this is a money grab, it's kind of, you know, it's so weird. After a woman has gained success, right, has, has gained some sort of success because success is subjective. So so if you think she's successful, that, that's neither here nor there. Has gained some sort of success, uh, a happy marriage with a man who loves her and respects her and made some kids and just decided now that she's going to hit up her ex-boyfriend and make up a whole bunch of shit for some money and see if it works. Now, it's just not any ex-boyfriend, though. It's not it's not just any ex-boyfriend. It's, it's Diddy, right? So it's it's somebody that currently is worth, what is it? One billion dollars, a billionaire. I've never thought to myself, it never happened to me, let's be clear, okay? <laughs> Treviante, stop. It never happened to me. I never dated a, a, a billionaire. But I, I would think that I wouldn't just hit up my billionaire, millionaire ex-boyfriend just to fuck with him, right? It, it, it's crazy that people believe that this is a money grab, but whether or not you believe it or not, we're just gonna go, we're just gonna go through some things. Like, at, 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 what does your mental state have to be to be 37 years old and look at a 19-year-old and say, I want that. I wanna be, not just sexually, right? We get it, okay. Um, youth, 
She's beauty. But where do you have to be intellectually? Where do you have to be mentally to see somebody at that age and decide that you want to date them long term? We all know the stories. We're, we're hearing so many people come out. We got Jaguar Wright who's been talking. And I, I owe Jaguar Wright an apology. I ain't even gonna lie to you. You know, it's funny. I was at the real life Street Star studio when Jaguar Wright came and first started talking about it. Um, and my first initial response or thought was like, you know, who is this person? Why is she coming up with all these these things? This is I mean, she was saying things like certain people walked into the room and seen certain people having sex with men. And I'm like, these are some crazy allegations to just be thrown out on a podcast. And that was years ago. And now we here. But regardless of all that, I want to talk about the power dynamic that these men have when it comes to younger woman, older, powerful man, okay? Because I'm not just talking about 40 years old, you meet somebody 35, like I said. I'm talking about this, these, these are teenagers. These are teenage girls that are still in high school that these powerful 30 and 40-year-old men want to be with, groom, mold. Okay, when you sit up here and you say that you want to be with a younger woman because she's not only beautiful but impressionable, it means that you want to make an impression on her. You want to guide her. You want her to follow your program. You want to then groom her into being something that you want her to be. So I already look at men weird. I side-eye men when they say shit like that. I've talked to so many men that are like, well, you know, you know, they're just easier. Yes, it's easy because they don't know what to do. You got a billionaire. Before he was a billionaire, he was a millionaire. He was powerful. He was making connections, right? And so you start dating someone and in the beginning, maybe it's not bad. It never is. <laughs> in the beginning, dating someone, it is never bad. It's always roses. It's always wine and dine. It's always communication. And oh my God, this could be the one. So then it gets you enamored. You start to fall in love. And then real stuff comes out. Like the fact that he might put his hands on you or he might make you do things sexually that you don't want to do. Or he might tell you to stop hanging out with your friends, stop hanging out with your family because they see signs in you. They're seeing that you, you know, you're, you're, you're changing. You're staying out. Maybe you don't care about school anymore. Maybe you don't care about work. Um, they want to isolate you from those people because those people have common sense and they know you. When you feel powerless in a relationship, there's nothing you can do. You literally have to hit rock bottom or be physically pulled from the situation because now we've gotten drugs involved, right? Now we've gotten it to the point. Still, we're still on Cassie here. We're still on Cassie and Diddy. For some reason, even with Kamora Lee Simmons, Beyonce, all these cases, it's like, I feel like some of the same things went down. I won't speak about Beyonce and Jay-Z because we know how you girls like to tussle. We know how the beehive likes to beehive, right? But there is something weird about Beyonce being 19 and Jay-Z being 30-something years old. All of these men are running the same circle. So I'm young. I, I just want to I wanna, I wanna go and I want to chase my dream. I just want to make it in the industry. And I know that if I talk to A, B, C, and D, that if I get in good with Jay-Z, if I get in good with Diddy, if I get in good with Russell, if I get in good with all these powerful men, that maybe I'll have a shot in doing what I want to do. I'm young. I'm broke. Okay. My family can't do anything to save me if anything goes awry. I... I'm hopeless. I'm powerless. And that and that's where that, that that dynamic comes in. You know, you are ever so powerful. 
I got a problem with a couple of things, right? Not just the older men dating the younger women, because there is. I, I Googled some sh something and I thought it was really funny. It's called the creepiness rule. And it's like, if you want to date somebody younger then you date them, you date somebody half your age plus seven, right? Half your age plus seven. So if you're 60 years old and you're looking to date somebody younger, you would date somebody that was 37 because they would be half your age plus seven, right? These these men weren't dating 25, 26 year olds when they were in their late 30s. These men were dating 19 year olds, 17 year olds, 15 year olds. It's disgusting. I have a problem with that. I also have an issue now with everybody coming the fuck out. You got Diddy's bodyguard that says, yeah, you know, I, I, I used to see Cassie get, you know, beat up a lot. And I thought it was really bad. You got all these men saying, you know, I, I wanted to say something. Then why didn't you? And, you know, let me tell you something. If you're a man. And you are around other men, whether it be your friend from college, friends, high school, uh, uh, homeboys that you were in football with, cousins, co-workers, no matter. And you see them physically put their hands on a woman, wife, girlfriend, on a woman. And that doesn't spark you to do anything. That doesn't spark you to protect that woman. That doesn't ignite something into you that makes you want to defend and protect that woman. Even if you're not going to defend, you know, even if you're not going to fight your homeboy, at least police up your homeboy. Hey, nothing in you ignited to say, I got to say something. You are a grade A bitch. You are just as bad as the man who put his hands on the woman. A lot of the times these men, they look and they say, well, I ain't do it. I mean, I was around. You got Diddy's bodyguards and everybody else. I mean, I did see something. Why you ain't say nothing? Why you ain't say anything? You are a bitch. You are weak. I got another problem. I got an issue with people being upset that it took so long for the truth to come out. Well, why did you wait 20 years? You got away, you know, he got away with it. You got over it. You got kids. You got this and that. I mean, what's the problem? The problem is the fact that one, they were young. They were on drugs. They were ashamed. They were probably depressed, probably had PTSD, probably didn't have any money seeing as I can't do what I'm actually good at. I can't sing. I can't be in this industry because if I don't do what you say, if I don't comply, if I leave you, if I date anybody else, Cassie said <laughs> that she was dating Kid Cudi. They had had a break. They got they broke up. She was dating Kid Cudi and P. Diddy said that he was going to blow up Kid Cudi's car. And then a couple days later, Kid Cudi's car blew up in his um, driveway. Maybe I'm scared to leave. Maybe I didn't say anything for the past 20 years because I don't want my car to blow up. I don't want bad shit to happen to me. This man is powerful. I want to be able to work. I have a talent. I don't deserve to be snuffed or blackballed. I didn't do anything wrong but fall in love with a fucking narcissist. Okay, I got a problem with that. So, so you know what? We're going to name this episode Keita's Problems with this shit because I got a lot of issues. We got this power dynamic where it's like, I'll get you on drugs. I'm going to keep you from your friends. I'm powerful so you can, you'll never work in this town again type shit. And it's like... Then when these women finally gain the strength to come out, come forward, everybody wants to say that they that they're just asking for money. Let me tell you something. Diddy makes 90 million dollars a year, 90 million dollars a year. Let's really break this shit down. This is 
one third of his annual, what he makes one year, his annual income. Okay. If I had $90 and somebody said that I made them have sex with male prostitutes, that I beat them bloody, that I, um, trafficked them, whatever. If somebody said, let me, let me just keep it a fucking buck. If somebody said that I stole a piece of bubble gum, if somebody said that I, that I sideswiped their car, it don't even gotta be serious fucking allegations. And you want $30 and I have 90 and I, you want one third of my income. You're not getting 30 cents. And I'm going to see you in court because you're relying on me. You're trying to ruin my career. You're fucking up my character. And I'm damn sure not going to give you one third of my income in 30 fucking minutes. After you said all that shit, mm, I'm not going to say it happened. I'm not going to say it happened, but I'm just going to say that everything that's coming out uh, is really pointing towards mm, it happened. It happened. What grinds my gears about powerful men is they think that they, they can't get caught. They feel like they're untouchable. And the, the facts are when everything com comes out and everything's said and done, they are untouchable, right? No one's going to say anything. Men are going to be around. They're not going to say anything. Women are going to be around, not say anything. Family and friends are too afraid or maybe they don't know because the, the victim is embarrassed. Um, they, they feel like they're unstoppable. But now here we have it 20, 30 years later, 5, 10 years later, people come out. When one person comes out, when one person comes out and says, this happened to me, it gives people the courage to come out and say, you know what? Me too. I'm, I guess I'm not alone. Hence the fucking name. Me too movement. Hey, that shit that you went through that had you not able to sleep, that had you maybe addicted to drugs, that had you stopped, from, stopped working, that had you not being able to take care of your kids or function in life. It happened to me too. Those feelings that you felt when you were alone, hopeless, by yourself, broke, weak. It happened to me too. And I think a lot of women, more women than it needs to be, more women than it needs to be, a lot of women feel the same way and have experienced those same things. So speaking of girlfriends coming out, and y'all, let me just let me just hit y'all with this. I said I wasn't going to uh, talk about Diddy much, but you know what? We're going to talk about Diddy. We're going to do it. You know, it's very unmedicated. It's all, it's, all, it's all over the place. Let's let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Sitting on this side, he was on the other side, and he, like, grabbed my hair and, like, cussed me out. He took one of my sh heels and tried to throw it at me. And then he like mushed my face and like really hard and made my nose bleed. We were in his closet and he like pushed me and I fell to the ground. So I was like laying on my back and he stood over me and he started like punching me like this. Like he avoided my face, but he like started punching me like on the side of the, my head and I was just like covering my face. He like stomped on my stomach really hard and I like took the wind out of my breath. I couldn't even, I couldn't breathe and he kept but he kept hitting me and I was like pleading to him, like, can you just, can you stop? I can't breathe. And he like stopped for a little bit. He, um, he like grabbed my hair from the back, like punching the back of my head. I just thought he was only being like that because he loved me. Because he loved me. I mean, I've been in domestic um, violent situations where I've seen men punch walls, punch me, you know, um, break things. And then I thought to myself, you know, at 19, at 20, when I was 19 and 20, when it happened, I thought to myself, wow, look at all that energy. Look at all that passion. He must really love me because you wouldn't act like that for somebody that you didn't love, right? No, you would. You fucking would. So let's get into the diagnosis because we can talk about this all day. 
many, many, many men in Hollywood, just not even Hollywood, these men out here on these fucking podcasts coming up and and and, and it, uh, going viral for saying, yeah, I was at that party and we did that to that girl. Or, yeah, um, I like to sleep with this woman. Right. And my and I like it. I like the fact that my mans can watch me. It's that power struggle. You like the fact that another man is witnessing you uh, dominate control. And these women are saying I, we got raped, sexually assaulted. This is more than a, a kink. This is more than a, we just get freaky. You know, they said Diddy had these parties where everybody would be crazy on drugs or he would get Cassie crazy on drugs, call up male prostitutes and call it freakouts, right? Like, we're just going to freak out. We're going to get sexual. We're going to do our thing. This is more, just, more than just having parties. These are like, it feels like freaky, satanic, ritualistic, power field. I can't even... I can't even put none of this shit into words, to be honest with you. It's it's something. So we're going to get into the diagnosis. Of course, I think that Diddy and men like him. Men that want to go after 19, 18, even 20, if, if you're a certain age, 20, 21, 22, you're, you have to think about it. Let's see. At 10 years old, you were under your parents' care. You should be. So let's talk about traditional, right? 10 years old, you were under your parents' care. 15, you were probably under your parents' care. 16, 17, you were getting ready to get out, probably maybe go to college at 19, 20, but many don't. Many just get jobs and don't go, you know, don't leave. You're still under your parents' care. 19, 20, you're still calling your parents. 30, 40, let's be clear. Let's be, let's keep it above. 30, 40, you're still calling your parents and asking what to do with certain situations. You're still needing to be guided. So, Whereas at 19 years old, I would have been calling my father and saying, what do I do in this situation? I'm ashamed and I'm calling you. I think it's complete and total narcissism. I think it's I think it, it is. A, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a need for power. They 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 get they feed off of it. And, and much like a vampire in blood, if they can't get it, then they, they wither away. I think they have personality traits that inhibit them from dating women their age. I think they need to have sex with younger women because intellectually, that's where they are. You know, people think, well, no, 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 he's a billionaire. He must be the smartest. He must be the most well-rounded. No, it means that he focused on financials. Some of these men, uh, aside from Diddy, we're, we're talking about men like Diddy, right? We're talking about these powerful men that get, go after women and do what, what he's done. Some of these men had no play in high school. Some of these men didn't get a the, the time of day, didn't have confidence. Some of these men, R. Kelly, was forced to sleep with older women when they were younger. So then they got forced into doing things that they didn't want to do. And so that type of behavior, that type of that type of sexual, those type of sexual activities got normalized to them. Right. I think it's it, I think it's narcissism. I don't even know the word for it. I think it's sick. And I think it's disgusting and I can't even justify it no more. I've talked to so many men, so many men on podcasts who have said that it, it's not it's not really big deal that women my age, women my age are just jealous. We're so mad that the controlling, idiotic, um, baby, baby like men don't want to date us. We're so jealous of the younger women because they get to get controlled. They get to get abused and we don't because that's what it, that's what it, that's how it sounds to me. 
I don't know what we'd have to be jealous of. I think at 30 something years old, I think at 29 years old, I think at 40 something years old or wherever the woman is in her life. That at a certain age, you start to set boundaries and say, no, I don't want to take drugs. No, I don't want to be away from my family. No, I don't want to have sex with these men or these women. I think <laughs> I think some of it might be uh, the fact that he's hiding the fact that he sleeps maybe possibly with men. Allegedly, listen, allegedly, let's go ahead and have a banner that just allegedly because a lot of men are coming out, whether they're trolling or not and saying, did he have sexual encounters with men? Cassia said there was a lot of men in the room when certain things were happening. Maybe you hate yourself. Maybe you haven't accepted yourself and who you really are. Maybe somebody powerful made you do something that you didn't want to do when you were getting into the industry. I. We can't even diagnose this. What we need to do is there needs to be a prison sentence. That was another thing. People were saying, well, I don't understand why it's a civil suit. Well, there's a statute of limitations. You can't come back 20 years later when you finally healed, when you can tell your story against a billionaire. Let's again. This man's a billionaire. So now I will no longer accept. I just like that she's 19 because she's pretty. Okay, you can't find anybody that's attractive your age, then you need to check your glasses. Speaking of glasses, shout out to uh, Amber with Glitz Optical for always keeping me and a very cute pair of glasses so that I can always be alert and aware and see through the bullshit. Thank you, Amber. So a lot of the times we'll hear people talk about their stories and why they became pedophiles, why they felt like it was okay to date younger people. Um, and they'll say something along the lines of like, well, I did it when I was younger. When I was younger, my uncle, my aunt, um, my friend, my cousin, my family friend, the family church member, the bishop, whatever you want to say, right? Whoever you want to call out, touched me inappropriately. They abused me. And a lot of the time, these people are being abused for years. This isn't just a one-time thing, right? Where, you know, I made a mistake, which this is never a mistake. It's a disgusting choice. But I made a mistake and, you know, we can move on from it. It's not. It's, it's years and years and years of physical, emotional, verbal, and sexual abuse that has been made to feel normal. And when things feel normal to you. That's why I say we can't normalize everything. When things feel normal to you, you start to do it to others. It's not it's not anything to be ashamed of. But this is where I call bullshit on that. Because if you're not ashamed of it, then you do it out in the open. If you're not ashamed of it, then you tell everybody that they can tell. A lot of the times people in power will tell you that you're hopeless, tell you that no one will listen. They'll 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 show you things. There was a, a story, I guess, where Cassie said that Diddy gave her a gun, not for any particular reason, but just so that she'd know that he has a weapon. It's that I'm powerful. I'm over you. If you say anything about me, if you tell about what we're doing, I will hurt you physically. I will hurt your career. I will tell people to blackball you. I will tell people not to work with you. I'll hurt your family. I'll hurt your reputation. I'll make up lies about you. I'll stop you from living. Have you ever been with somebody that you truly wanted to get the fuck away from, but you couldn't? A lot of you are in relationships with people you can't get away from because you share the same apartment. Imagine millionaire, a powerful person coming after you and telling people that you're no longer enrolled in school 
because they have stocks in the in the university or you can no longer work here because they know the owner. They they play golf with the CEO of the company that you work for. Come on. This is crazy. Um, this is this is how this cycle happens. I think it was normal. It was done to me. I'm going to do it to somebody else and somebody had to break it. And Cassie, Kiki, because, yes, I'm bringing up Kiki again. Kiki, these women are breaking the cycles. You know, a lot of the times the dynamic is different between men and women. Right. When it's happening to us, we can either become women that abuse, abuse our sons, abuse our daughters. Um, and that's how we that's how we circulate that. Right. That's how we keep keep that cycle going. Or we can normalize it within ourselves and say, this is OK. I've dealt my mother dealt with this. My grandmother was abused. My you know, my 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 uncle used to hit my aunt all the time. It's OK. And then when we when we do that, we tell our children that these are not things to worry about. He's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> He's a good man. It's OK. Ignore those things because he has money. You know, a lot of the things, too, when we talk about these celebrities, R. Kelly and all these people that had children, 14, 15, 16 year old children, teenagers and children uh, come spend the night, come stay with them for two weeks, come on tour with them. Where are the parents? Where the fuck are the parents? And I think we, what we're seeing here, too, are parents who say, well, either, I, you know, hey, this happened to me. That's how it was back in the day. I'm so sick of shit like that. I'm so sick of rhetoric like that. Back in the day, it was OK. It was never OK. It was never OK. It wasn't a crime. People knew about it and didn't say shit, but it was never OK. The parents have got to step in. The parents have got to stop looking at power and money. The parents have got to stop saying things like, you know, it is what it is or just just hash it out, just fix it. Just, you know, st stick with it until you get the deal, until you get this, until we get the millions. No. Every time you take abuse, every second you experience abuse, you're pushing yourself backwards from healing. You're pushing yourself backwards from 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 seeing the light. At the end of the tunnel, the, the, the more you take abuse, whether it's emotional, physical, sexual, the mo financial abuse, right? Financial abuse. This is my money. You don't have anything. I'll take from you. I'll get I'll, I'll dangle money over your head. No matter what abuse it is, every second you stay in it, it's like you're digging yourself a little deeper, a little deeper every second. So times those seconds by all the years that these women are saying that they experienced abuse. Now imagine how deep they are in that bullshit. Yeah, it might take 20, 30 years to say something, but how do we break the cycle of abuse? One, we call out abusers. This is wrong. It doesn't matter that in 1960 we used to, or, well, your grandfather was, uh, what, 46 and I was only 13. That was fucking nasty. We need to start saying shit like that at Thanksgiving. Gross, ill, you're wrong. That was bad. So let's stop normalizing shit. Let's start speaking out against people that are doing things. You see your homeboy beating up on a woman, on his girl, on his wife. Say something. You see something, you say something. You see your friend and you notice that she's not fun anymore. And this is men too. I, I don't want to keep saying she as if men don't get abused. Men get abused. We talk about Madonna who was with that younger man, 30 years age different. I'm not going to say that she abused him because we, we haven't heard anything like that. But there has to be something in your mind mentally that allows you to say, I'm going to date somebody 30, 40 
50. Al Pacino, I think, is like, I think Al Pacino's 90 and just had a baby with a 20-year-old. Something's got to give. I'm blame that on some type of old people disease, though. I'm not, we're not going to talk about him, but something has got to give. You know, so you speak out against these people. You stop valuing money over fucking morals. You stop valuing money over fucking morals. That's another way to break the cycle. Yeah, you know what? You might have money. Yeah, you might be able to give me this lifestyle. I don't want it. I don't want it. Because what comes with it? Everybody's talking shit about Young Miami now, right? Like, what's going on with you? What what are you experiencing? And I just want to keep it a buck. No matter if you don't respect Young Miami, no matter if you think that she's just this money hungry, whatever. At first, I'm telling you, I, I, I felt, hey, it's a transactional relationship. He's a, mil- he's a, he's a billionaire. She's, she's a young city girl. She's a 30-year-old city girl. <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to call it, she's just trying to get that bread. But now I realize... She might be on something. She might be struggling. She might have some issues. And guess what? She can't tell nobody because the Internet and everybody else, friends and family, will say, you signed up for it. You wanted the money. When you sit up here and you look at your future mate or the guy that you're a guy or girl that you're about to date. Right. You have to ask yourself, what do I want in a partner? And a lot of these women nowadays are just saying, I want money. I want a guy with money. He needs to pay my bills. 50-50 is roommate. 50-50 is roommate. He needs to pay my bills. Okay. Well, nothing in this world is free. Nothing in this world is free. So if you're, if you're, if you're partaking in a certain lifestyle, then you should know what comes with that lifestyle. And hopefully... And we hope that this is not happening in Miami. Like I said, she ain't said nothing, right? This is all speculation, but we can we can only hope that her friends around her are noticing her behaviors. We can only hope that people start to speak out. We can only hope that instead of the diamond rings and the mansions and the shit that really doesn't mean shit when you're dead and buried, doesn't mean shit when you're dead and buried, that they don't look at those things and say, oh, girl, I mean, well, shit, I, it is what it is. Get that money. Get that bread. Get that head. I mean, it is. And then they, and, 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 and that they really say, hey, that's nice. Those are nice gifts. But you're selling your self-respect for those things. You're not getting gifts. You're selling. It's an exchange. You're giving your self-respect. You're giving um, love for yourself. You're giving your confidence away. Confidence to do anything, to function in life. That's another way to break the cycle, right? Calling out people. A- another way to break the cycle. Hold, yeah, hold these people accountable. Speak up against these people, but more so hold yourself accountable. What am I accepting? Why am I accepting this? A lot of the times I'm telling you, I've been through abusive relationships too. And every day you ask yourself, why are you accepting this bullshit? Every day you try to figure out how you went from somebody cute, you know, dressed up, somebody that had a lot going for herself, somebody that was really smart, confident, maybe a good mother, maybe a good friend, a good daughter to somebody in a dark closet, crying, hiding, ashamed, disgusted with some of the things that you've done and some of the things that other people have made you do. That that makes it really hard for you to look at yourself in the mirror. Breaking the cycle is standing up and saying, just telling anybody, not the world. You don't have to get online. <laughs> you don't have to get online. You have to get, you know, you have to do what Cassie did and do a lawsuit. Breaking the cycle is, I'm going to tell my mom. A lot of the times we are ashamed. This is embarrassing that somebody could break you down, but you should never be embarrassed that a powerful person 
had the power to break you down. The only thing that you should focus on is how to regain that power and regain that strength. Community is important. Speaking out is important. People say that Cassie did a money grab. I don't think so. I don't think it was a money grab. I think, I think, yeah, I think she wanted 30 million because and good for her that she got it quickly. Yeah, direct deposit it quickly. But aside from that, she told her story. And because she did, everybody's coming out. Everybody's saying, yeah, I saw some stuff. Or yeah, that, had that happened to me as well. We have to break the cycle of abuse or else it'll never stop. Whew, I, you know what? I got to wrap this up because I'm frazzled. Y'all already know I get to talking everywhere and every which way. And I need to go ahead and take my meds because this has got me tight. I think this was a really heavy topic, um, but I think we need to get into the diagnosis. Like we talked about narcissism, of course, but, you know, somebody brought up a really interesting term, Peter Pan syndrome, right? Like, I never want to grow up. And this is what I meant by intellectually, there must be something wrong. There must be something wrong. There must be a disconnect with a 40-year-old man or a 37-year-old man that looks at a teenager and says, I can build a life with this teenager, and maybe that man doesn't want to grow up. Maybe that man lacks confidence. Maybe that man was stunted at a young age, right? When we even look at Madonna, that to me, Peter Pan syndrome. You don't want to grow up. You're 63 years old posting your very, very flabby ass. I mean, tight for 63, I guess. The, shout out to the doctor, but very flabby ass online. In the club, popping bottles on the couch. I wish I would. My knees hurt now. I wish I would pop a bottle on a couch at 63 years old with grills in your mouth and doing this and that. You don't want to mature. You don't want to grow the fuck up. There has to be somewhere, somewhere that we say, okay, I did that when I was 20. I did that when I was 30. That was lit in my 40s. But now at 87 and a half, I have to say enough is enough. I have to grow up mature. And really, it's not even about maturing, right? Really breaking that generational curse that was in themselves, within themselves, right? Breaking that cycle is what I mean when I say mature, when I say evolve, when I say grow the fuck up. Nobody is responsible for being abused. Your abuser is responsible for that abuse. Your abuser deserves to, get, to be uh, held accountable for that abuse. But what you do after... What you do after you were abused, that is your responsibility. And that's the fucking hard pill to swallow. Like, I didn't even ask for this. I didn't even ask for all this trauma that now I have to call on to therapists and psychiatrists and family and community and, and maybe drug hotlines, suicide hotlines to get away from. I didn't ask for this. Why, why should this be my responsibility? Because you have to heal. If you do not heal, if you don't speak up, if you don't break the cycle, if you don't stop the generational curse, then sometimes you are no better than the person that abused you. Sometimes you are no better than them, okay? Thank you so much for watching Unmedicated and Educated with Keita Rose. Again, I'm Keita Rose, and until next time, I'll holla. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.